0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: All right. Welcome to hashtag what's your RD, hashtag refrigerator diaries, keeping the people engaged. If you got stories or anything like that, you want us to talk about the behind the food, let us know. We'll be there. Shoot us a line, drop Chris connections line and we will have you on the show so we've got uh uh, we're very fortunate to have this uh, 100 percent winner Mm -hmm. in the detroit community on and off the court you know we play basketball (laughs) (laughs) here. got got a certified (laughs) shot brother washington how you doing i'm good man thanks for having me thank you for being on the show with us brother man you you got such a calm and cool persona man i bet you you stay cool in the fire
0: Man, I wish I could say that, but I'm be honest with you, man. I'm off for like two hours of sleep right now, man. You know, we <laughs> open the stores, we open the store. I got some consultancy on the side that I was on deadline for last night, so I'm just I'm cool today.
2: I got you. That's what's up. Yeah. That's, what's That's up. how it be sometime though. That's how it. Happened. You know, I woke up like four a.m. Mm-hmm. Been going. There you go, <laughs> man. So the
1: first time I had the opportunity to have. Detroit Doe, I I believe I was at the D C D Games. D C F. C. Yeah. D C F. C. Games. So you your whole style and how this goes down is is amazing. Like th- did you just Go to marketing school Like what Where did all this come from
0: Man Funny thing is I went to school For broadcast journalism At Wayne State Mm -hmm. University You know I tell people all the time I went to school In my backyard Because I actually was born and raised In the northwest Goldberg neighborhood Even though I went to school In the suburbs um, For the most part K through 12 But I always joke with people and say, look, I went to school in my backyard because Northwest Goldberg borders Wayne State. So it's like a minute and a half, you know, drive, a 3 minute bike ride over to campus. But, yeah, went to broadcast journalism, was part of the Journalism Institute for Media Diversity. Uh, shout out to some of my mentors, Alicia Nails, Jack Lessenberry. And, you know, the, the thought or notion at the time was that I really wanted to be in sports. Uh, so I, I worked at the Detroit Free Press as an apprentice, and then I went ahead and worked in their sports department for a while. but. I always knew deep down, uh, you know, working for somebody who wasn't for me, you know, eventually mm-hmm. I was going to have to pivot and transition. Um, and it just so happened to come at this time in my life, about two years ago, so.
1: So, our, oh. so our guest here this evening is the, Daniel Washington, the owner of Detroit Doe and Northwest Goldberg Cares.
2: Daniel A. Washington, right? I'm saying that, yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. So, like, when I first met you, like, way back when, I was over my boys' house. I know you remember that. So when I had seen you walk up, you had grabbed this lamp that was sitting outside. Yeah. So I was looking at him like, why is he, like, who went and took my man's lamp and set it outside? <laughs> nah. So I would be like, man, I would have been so hot. Yeah. But then my boy was like, nah, man, he's cleaning up. I'm like, went straight like that, huh? You just jumped out. Came look like you just came home from work you saw trash out there in your community and you was just like
0: you just took care of it yeah yeah that's i mean that's the way you got to approach life sometimes man you just got to take care of it can't wait for somebody else to do it you know that's been my approach for a lot of things in life um when you think about neighborhoods in detroit uh such as northwest goldberg very underrepresented underdeveloped Mm -hmm. underserved you know there's no better way to make an impact, but just by doing something about it, you know?
1: Okay. How to get the, the name Northwest Goldberg? Cause I, I've heard it been called other things like Zone 8 and such.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it got the name Zone 8 because the area code is 4208. So Zone 8 okay. encompasses more than just Northwest Goldberg and encompasses, um, encompasses, sorry, uh, part of Linwood, um, Dexter area, you know, and some other areas. Uh, we also share a zip code with North Corktown as well. But for okay. us, you know, Northwest Goldberg is a historic name in a lot of rights, right? So it's was Northwest because it was Northwest Detroit, and Goldberg is a Jewish name. And the name okay. Goldberg came by way of two Jewish brothers who were the first actually school board members that were of Jewish descent. Okay, As well as, you know, the history side of it is African-Americans with the decimation of Black Bottom, they had nowhere to go. So— One of the neighborhoods that they were actually welcomed in and they were able to own their own homes for the first time in basically Detroit history was Northwest Goldberg. So the Jewish community who was there, which had a heavy presence there when they decided to leave and migrate north further into uh, Metro Detroit. They either left their homes to African-Americans or they sold, financed their homes to African-Americans, which was unheard okay. of at the time. So Northwest Goldberg is actually a very, very historic neighborhood. On top of that, you got uh, you got pillars like Motown Museum that's out of there, Henry Ford Hospital. So if you talk to anybody who lived through 67, Henry Ford Hospital was one of the only hospitals that admitted African-Americans. You know, you talk about Motown Sound. I mean, that's an okay. internationally recognized sound, right, out of mm-hmm. here, out of Detroit. and It's all home to Northwest Goldberg, but it's crazy. So because a
2: lot coming out of there. It, I didn't even know, though. Correct. Right. I know. For I right. just feel like I got put on game. Yeah, <laughs> for real.
1: Like all of it. Yeah, yeah.
2: So. I was just going to say a question. So do you guys just like clean up or what all do you guys do for the neighborhood? Man, you know, cleaning up
0: is a big part of what we do, but I mean, I'm balanced with you with so much more than that. You know, we have yeah. some projects under our belt, such as, you know, we, we created an art park out of a formerly blighted corner in okay. our neighborhood. Um, we have also had a neighborhood garden that fed over 40 families um, in, in the neighborhood for free. Uh, and then last but not least, we're, we're working on a literacy park in collaboration with Detroit Future City. Shout out Detroit Future City. Great team over there Great team. who was able to okay. give us around $9,000 um, to be able to put in a Holland maze installation, uh, which is a fancy word of saying a tulip garden. Um, but for us, it wasn't enough just to put a beautified you know, lot into a neighborhood, especially mm-hmm. an urban environment like D- like Detroit and Northwest Goldberg. So yeah. what we decided we wanted to do was add some programming to it, add some seating to it, and, and that's making its way to be able to provide students an opportunity to visit this very, very beautiful space and be able okay. to do monthly group readings with people such as local politicians, leaders, business owners, things like okay. that. So K-5, through that's our focus. Um, it's a literacy park. We're encouraging reading. We're going to have free little libraries. We're going to have additional seating for them. And we're going to make sure that we have programming for them on a monthly basis where they can meet somebody who they might not, you know, might ne- never meet if it wasn't for this program. So that could be Mayor Mike Duggan coming out. That could be some of my business partners. That could be maybe a cash out, or a big Sean, you know, coming out and doing group reading with these kids. So it's going to okay. be amazing.
1: And that is. So, and Did Northwest Goldberg come before or after Detroit, though?
0: So the funny thing is, you know, Northwest Goldberg actually existed prior to it being – Northwest Goldberg Cares, I should say, existed prior to it being known as that. I actually initially founded it under the name Original Creativity. And that was founded when I came out of actually – a college man I, I found this art organization and it's kind of went through those iterations and changed but i think where we're at now is a really really good spot i mean we just last week announced our new board um, we got some really really strong board members um, shout out to the team um, and then executive director we just installed a new executive director and have now a director of programming so just really a strong team around what we're trying to do which is really improve the lives of residents in our neighborhood so like mm-hmm. i said more than just cleanups right we're looking at you know Uh, business attraction, Uh, we're looking at resident attraction, we're looking at how do you actually create an environment that people want to be in, you know, Mm -hmm. how do we create a safe space for those who already live here but also a safe space for those who want to come here, you know. Uh, My big focus is trying to get more African Americans such as ourselves to really think about owning a home in the neighborhood such as Northwest Goldberg, you know.
2: Man, and I've been, like, listening to a lot of Napoleon Hill lately, and one of the things that he talks about in terms of being able to grow as, like, a person to, you know, to accomplish stuff is your environment, it needs to be positive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you, are like, sound like you're just bringing artwork, you're bringing a lot of different stuff, it brings enrichment. up that positivity, mm-hmm. that enrichment in the community. Well, I'll tell you That's all the time.
0: awesome. Yeah, thank you, man. And i tell you all the time, I'm, my three-year-old niece is my driving force, man. Okay. At the end of the day, you know, when I look at a neighborhood like that, you know, the idea is, you know, your uncle, you know, it ain't about me having an art park. It's about her being able to grow an art park that she owns, you know. Okay. So to be able to say, this is my community, I own this, this is something that is open to everybody, you know, that's what really gets me going, you know. And it's funny because, you know, we have these community cleanups where people come out from all over, you know, we have 30 to 50 people coming, you know. She does this thing now, she says, you know, welcome to the neighborhood, mm. you know, and she's three years old, man. She's telling them, <laughs> grown folks, welcome to our neighborhood, you know, and it's okay. just like, that's that type of pride that you want to see because, yeah. like any kid, you know, you want them to have pride where, where they live. That's mm. important for any child. So for me, that's 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 what's really driving me here and really wanting the dough that makes a difference to continue to do the work that's doing because it's not just about Addison. It's about every kid in that neighborhood Mm -hmm. that can have pride for where they stay to know that they're accepted, that they're wanted, that they have a place in Detroit because y'all already know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, we, we sometimes we sit here and we benefit from these very things that do, in a sense, kind of hurt what's already here. You know what I mean? It dismantles it. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you got to be able to do good. I tell people all the time when it comes to Detroit dough. Yeah, I'm not selling you a healthy snack, and that's okay. I'm selling you all-natural snack, and I'm mm-hmm. selling you a quality snack. And what what's most important is you're always going to be making an impact in Detroit when you purchase us. And then people yeah. just light up. You know what I mean? They feel good about it. You know what <laughs> I like mean? That, you know, that
1: bottom line, that value
0: association. I, exactly. You know? exactly. So it tastes pretty good, by the oh, way, speaking of
2: no. Yeah, <laughs> with, with
0: that being said, I haven't even tried Segway. it yet. Segway. Yeah, that's our Brookie and our limited edition holiday cup. So
1: For this one right here. Yeah, I I took a little bit. So you got a some of those. I, I stock and like uh, Keebler, man. What what happened? Why uh, man, uh, cookie dough?
0: Man, just opportunity, man. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I It's no frills or gimmicks, man. I'm not here to you know tell no stories and tell you that I'm passionate about cookies or I'm passionate about dough or I'm passionate <laughs> about bacon. Um, I, I just in the last seven months really started to learn. How do you make our product now? I'm mm. the primary person making it, <laughs> and you know it ain't slept off since I've started, so I'm yeah. cool. But I mean, I'm just telling you right now. And this is
1: like a because you guys have been doing it since 2017, right? Yeah,
0: we've been doing it since 2017, late 2017, about November. Right. You guys, um,
1: no slouches. You guys got a contract with U of M. You guys mm-hmm. got a contract with Imagine Theaters. Well, no, mm-hmm.
0: no no longer Imagine. Where the MJR though? Okay, still. Yep, you know, yep, yep. MJ big, are, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. MJR, big,
1: big things. I don't got no Imagine contract. Hey, hey, all <laughs> the time. God, MJ, I got Um, so did did one day you just decide hey we're just going to start selling cookie dough Mm
2: I mean, uh,
0: you can put it that way, but I mean, if you want the story, I'll just say it straight up, you know, uh, Autumn, you know, Kyle's my business partner. Um, She came home from Hampton University. Uh, She has been looking online and kind of saw this video, like a lot of these videos that kind of show what's going on in different cities and how, you know, people catch on to these craze. And and the craze was edible cookie dough. You guys might have heard of it. Dough, New York. You know, Mm -hmm. this place has literally eight hour lines. Uh Y'all hear me? Every single day, eight hours. People who, you know, live here, who go to New York, will tell us, like, I went there and I couldn't get in. I waited for four hours and just got tired of waiting. Word for some cookie mm. dough? Okay, bet. No, <laughs> That's know all mean? you need to hear. Yeah, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> so, point. you know, so then, you know, Autumn was like, oh, this is so cool. It'd be so dope if somebody do Detroit dough here in Detroit. Mm. And I own property. So, uh, I'm an ambitious cat. I'm a risk taker. So, I'm like, well.
2: How old are you again?
0: I'm 26. So, I'm like, you know, I'm ambitious, man. I'm like, look. You telling me this is going on in New York and we don't got this in Detroit? Let's just put a shipping container up. Let's just do some type of scoop shop. We'll figure it out. And and we'll make it shake. And she was like, "Nah, you crazy." And I'm like, "What you mean? Like we got what mm-hmm. we need? I got an older brother, older sister. Both of them have completely different backgrounds, but both are extremely talented. Shout out Theodore and Victoria. Uh, so Victoria graduated from University of Michigan with a chemistry background. My brother's a self taught baker. Has had his own business since the age of sixteen. Dude has turned to thirty one. So you put in, mm-hmm. you know, put in time. He knows how game. to, yeah, he, he know, yeah, he got, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. So mm-hmm. I felt like with my marketing background and with all them having an MBA, we had the dream team. We had business, we had product, we had organization, and we had marketing. How can you top that? H- yeah, the team of masterminds. We huh? had the team. So for yeah. me, it was like, well, we'll figure this out. But of course, I go down to the city and I'm like, look, this lot right here, I'm trying to put a shipping container on it. They're like, uh, uh-uh, that ain't zone for that. What you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, y'all crazy, man. So this then I had to. Of the city. Yeah, so I had to, you know, finesse and and, and figure out a next location. Uh, we announced in the news that we were going to do it. You know, at that time, we were in a pitch competition. Uh, we had the chance to win up to $10,000 to start our business. We only ended up getting 6000 because we won second place. But still, shout out to those fine folks at Michigan Women's Forward who invested us, believed in us, um, and saw our vision. And we told the world that we was going to create an edible cookie dough shop uh, in our neighborhood. Um, unfortunately, those uh, plans never materialized, but we had a pop-up that really solidify what we wanted to do, which was sell edible cookie dough, make it accessible, and have it for people in this region to be able to enjoy. I kid y'all not, between two days on the weekend, shout out to Detroit Clothing Circle for hosting us the first time ever. We sold $12,000 worth of cookie dough between like two days over seven hours. So two days, only seven hours, though. We sold $12,000 worth of cookie dough. And that was the first time? That was the first time at we ever did the trade clothing it circle? And that was clothes. 2017? That was November 2017. Mm-hmm. I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. As cold as I don't know what, we had, that, yeah. yep. we had a line. I remember that, yeah. We had a line out the door. Um, people was coming from all over from Grand Rapids to mm-hmm. Lansing to the east west side of the state to the east side of the state. It didn't matter. They was coming. They was mad when we said we were sold out the first day, and they was hella mad when we said we saw sold out the second day. Um, but but that's really the origin story, man. And, and after that, you know, uh, the trials and tribulations of just, you know, trying to stay in front of people in the city of Detroit just kind of got at us. You know, we couldn't sustain that type of momentum. So I end up late night DMing the CEO of, of, of Imagine at the time and said, hey. I got a product I think you'll enjoy, and the rest is history. You know, he took me up on that offer, pitched to him, and and we went ahead and did what we had to do. So funny small fact is, you know, we were the first – company in the nation to put edible cookie dough in a movie theater Mm. you know and now it's a multi-million dollar business you know so Mm -hmm. so when you think about detroit and innovation and and how you think through and consumer you know that's the big thing i talk to people about all the time you know you have to stop looking at your industry and and just following the trend that's currently in it but make some trends you You gotta make some trends make some trends because what you in it for you know what i mean so back to that refrigeration talk it's just like look when you have a food product It's not enough just to look at historically what could be done. you got to look at what the future is going to behold, and you got to be willing to kind of lead in that way. Because once you do that, trust me, you'll set a trend, and you'll have a a trail for yourself and for your business that really allows you to really be there for the next 50, 60, 70 years, however Mm. long you want to be there. Beautiful,
1: beautiful. So we're going to take a break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to go into – what you got up in your refrigerator? We're going to talk about some food experiences and uh, dig a little deeper into the ins and outs of how you got this cookie business going. All right. We are back on hashtag what's your RD refrigerator diaries, keeping the people engaged. So behind the food, we always ask this man, tell us, man, what's we want to hear your most awkward, food experience and your most
0: excellent food experience? Whew, that's a great, great, great question. So I'm going to be honest with you, man. My my people say I'm basic, man. I'm <laughs> super basic. So mm-hmm. you're not going to get nothing too well. there. But <laughs> I'll tell you this. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I go to these places in the city, Detroit, man, and, and nothing I can pronounce on the menu. And I'm just like,
2: <laughs> Throws we, you off, huh? Yeah,
0: like, can we just have some <laughs> steak and fries? Like, can we just have, you know, some, some chicken and, I don't know, like, wings or something? But I would say that, you know, I was downtown once. I'm not going to name the restaurant. Actually, it was Midtown. and And it was just... I mean, I think I ended up coming out of like $200. Mm-hmm. Steak was just tougher than I don't know what. Mm. It just was bad. And I mean, I just was looking around and I'm like, where am I at right now? And of course, nobody in there looked like me. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, me and a lady. And, and we just were like, why are we here? You know, <laughs> it's overpriced <laughs> meal. Why are we here? Uh, so I would say that was probably my worst food experience for real, for real. And then I would say my best one is crazy to sound again. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a basic guy. I love pizza. Mm-hmm. So, uh, first time I ever had, I think it's called Sicily's in the Southwest. Man, that cheese was so darn good, man. That mm. pepperoni pizza. Matter of fact, I'm going there after this. Just me. <laughs> just being very transparent. Going there after this. Okay. I've been craving it. Right but yeah, that it. was that was just the most I mean, I just think about pizza sometimes and I just I just get to Salivate, man. And that probably mm. was the best, best pizza I had in a long time. And where is this at? It's in Southwest, right there off of um Mount uh, what is it? Verner. Verner, Verner, Verner. Yeah, Werner Yeah, right S- there, S- yeah. Sicily's pizza? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Man, I, I Shout like out my boy it. Ali man That boy know how to do it man He okay. put the cheese on the crust Look I just, let me just tell you this real quick I'm super weird with my pizza too I like light sauce I like double pepperoni I like cheese to my crust Cheese on my crust uh-huh. He looked at me like I was crazy He's like man I can't <laughs> do all that I'm like you the owner yes you can <laughs>
1: uh-huh. He hey. did it
0: for me man I ain't regretted it since <laughs>
2: After that's fantastic. Hey, after Detroit dog gets wrong, he's gonna put it on the menu.
0: Man, look, he's been asking <laughs> me. I gave him a sample or two.
1: He said hey, he like it. That's amazing. That's amazing.
2: What well, what kind of
1: stuff we find in your refrigerator at home? <laughs> Man, what
0: don't you find You do the shopping, uh,
1: you, sh- you shop a lot, you cook mm, at home
0: I, I cook at home, but no, I don't shop a lot I'm going to tell you right now, I, I got cookie dough On my refrigerator <laughs> 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 got cookie dough on my refrigerator <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I mean the typical I mean, I, I always keep some uh, I always keep some breakfast sausage in there I okay. usually keep some uh, Hamburger meat uh, I usually keep some salad uh, Gotta have my condiments in there uh, Gotta have my OJ in there Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really, right now it's like I don't know why I just been in this taco mood. So I always got you know, soft flour tortillas or you know, my Ortega sauce, my cheese. You know, I gotta have finely shredded cheese. I don't yeah. do the whole thick cheese. Yeah, so that's pretty much what's in my fridge, man.
1: Okay, okay. So you said for the past seven months now you've been um doing a good amount of the cooking up for yeah, Detroit. though
0: what what happened he just I mean it's just the needs of the business man and oh, man. That, and that's the thing about entrepreneurship and you know this already man it's like you know you have a vision for what you want to do and how you want to do it and then sometimes it just gets kind of put on his head because you are the fallback guy. And I think for us, you know, we, you know, my sister who's a business partner and I have a niece, has already stated. So, you know, the needs of being a mom, they change as she grows. And for me, it wasn't enough to just rely on my sister to make the product. So I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, for me, I had the most availability. Same with Autumn. You know, she's a coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Autumn. Uh, she She's a coach. So for her, her schedule just didn't allow her to be you know, able to make the product when we always needed it. So I was like, okay, look, I better learn how to do this and I better become really darn good at it or mm-hmm. we're not going to make it. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's really been a challenge, but a good challenge. What I mean by challenge is not that it's hard to make our product, but I think just remembering and memorizing those recipes so that I'm not always tethered to a phone and saying, what is this recipe? What do we need to put in there? What, what doesn't go, mm-hmm. what doesn't go in here has really helped me to really make sure that I'm most efficient in the kitchen, you know? Uh, and like I said, it's really just interesting when you are able to say you've been, you played a, a large role in every part of the process, right? Okay. It's like, it, it gives you that sense of pride and more importantly, lets you know that no, like this is a quality product, you know what I mean? So when I get people like a knucklehead yesterday in the store telling me that our brownie tastes like got banana in it, I'm just like, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? saying? it's just like I, I, I don't know what to tell you, you know what I mean? We all got different taste buds, but I mean, dog, you're not about to come and you know tell me my brownie tastes like I got banana in it. This ain't gonna happen like that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna get down like that. So uh but yeah, so that that's all i will say.
2: So So with that being said, man, man, you guys just now opened up a new store, right? Yeah, man, we six days young. Six days. Six uh, days young. Uh yeah. So, so where are you guys
0: at um, we're at 12 Oaks yes I hear the haters in the background we're Novi Doe no we're not Novi Doe we're still <laughs> Detroit though. we're at 12 Oaks though in Novi we're right outside the Nordstrom and the former just baked um, Okay. you know uh, it's been a hell of a ride thus far you know we only committed to three months at the time but I'll tell you one thing, it's been an experience of a lifetime, you know, to have our uh-huh. grand open and to see those many people come out and just support really friends and family more than anything. It's just been humbling, man. Uh, you really don't know how many people are watching you and really room for you, praying for you in the background mm-hmm. uh, and, until you see it, if that makes sense. It's almost mm-hmm. like out of sight, out of mind. So for us, it was just a humbling experience to open this past Wednesday and just really see how people received our product and a concept. You know, I tell people all the time, it's not a retail store. It's a concept. You know what I mean? Because mm. we're not here long term and we're trying something out. We're trying a concept out. Uh, what I like most about our concept is that it's fresh. It's contemporary. And let's be honest, edible cookie dough is not a new trend, but I think the way we're doing it really allows people to sit back and say, wow, I want to be a part of this. Wow. I need to have some of this. So. Yeah, uh, check us out on, you know, eat Detroit dough at sign E A T Detroit D T R O I T dough D O U G H. Um, and then you can also go on our website, com and then check us out.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. At eat Detroit dough. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, you know, on
1: the food truck, when we first started, we had, um, so much, like, for example, there's a re- a video recording of me screaming at the top of my lungs after finding out that we couldn't have the lights on and the exhaust fan on the food truck at the same time. Ooh. So I was just screaming, and then a couple people came out from Red Hook Coffee Shop and like, "Are you okay?" <Yeah>. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. I I've, I lost myself for a minute. I didn't even know what where I was. I was
0: like, what? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Was, uh
1: The adjustment was definitely uh real, coming from pop up to food truck, and then even from food truck to restaurant. That's just been um quite the uh, adjustment. Man. how How's that been for you?
0: I mean, it's been crazy in a good way though. Like, I think for me, it's like I. I... I'm gonna be honest with you, man. If I could, if I could be on my Kanye all of two seconds, you know, <laughs> Detroit <laughs> though, I, we've been able to do some things that again, Detroit companies just wouldn't dare do. You know what I mean? Like I'm just be honest with you. You know, Detroit is a great city, but far too often I feel like we're so small minded and we're so archaic in the way we think about things. Uh-huh. You know, when I think about Detroit though, we know we were one of the first, and I literally mark it down. If you don't believe me? Go look it up if you don't believe me. Look it up. We were one of the first companies in the city of Detroit with a food business that bought a truck completely for deliveries that was completely branded head to toe, that had a cohesive, strong brand on it. You know what I mean? Mm. Now we got six six other brands that got trucks on the road, too. Great. I ain't saying that they copied us, but I'm just saying they ain't have it before. We did ours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, what's up? You know what I mean? Um, when yeah. you think about you know us getting that deal with the University of Michigan – People thought, like, oh, D, that's a boss move. It's like, no, nigga, that ain't a boss move. I went and put an ad on a bus because if you know anybody who went to the University of Michigan, they'll tell you. We drew, we ride the bus to get to class. We ride mm. the bus to get across campus. That was a strategic move. We couldn't afford, you know, $100,000, $200,000 to use University of Michigan's Block M to market. So we had to do what we had to do. It's just things like that, that again, like, we've always done different. Turn so even out. to your point, bringing it back full circle about the concept store, it's like, it hasn't been that much of a challenge. It's been more crazy. Like, I look at all these restaurants and it's like, okay, me and Autumn was talking about this. You know, they take a year and a half to open and they got a press release that's coming out and they're in Eater and they're saying, oh, we're about to be open in a year and they never open. Guess what? I'm going to be honest with you. You didn't know a store was upcoming. You didn't know a store was coming. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. You get what I'm saying? Like, I literally gave myself 10 days to open up this store. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. We opened the store on a 10 day timeline. No cameras, no fanfare, no. We about to tease this. We about to make y'all, you know what I'm saying, get excited for this and possibly not show up because I learned my lesson the first time. Mm-hmm. See, when I first, when we first hit the scene, I'm a media guy. So I had every single publication. We was in USA Today for God's sake. I was like, look, we can get the media. We can Little it. old Detroit, we can get the media. But that's far too often what restaurants do is they want all this media and they want all this fanfare and they don't understand. Spend the time and money and energy focusing on processes and your menu and how you're actually going to entertain people when they get there. Because you can get all this media mm-hmm. saying you're coming. But if I come to your restaurant and you asking me for $70 for a meal and it ain't $70 worth of experience and food, doggone it, you might never see me again. It so again. Can. That is where, again, I, I'm going to put it out there again on my Kanye stuff. We
2: are difference Ray.
0: makers, right? Like we are actually changing this game and we're doing it in a way that only we are going to hold ourselves accountable to ourselves. We're not we're not comparing ourselves to these other brands out here. And it's not to say we're better, but I'm just saying that we're moving different and we're okay with that. So a lot of people, you know, uh, they don't really understand that. And a lot of people, again, they they ask me all the time, like, you know, why do you think y'all have been able to be successful so young? You know, and it's like I don't. I mean, first, God, but then, of course, you start looking at it and you start to really delve deep. I mean, look at some of the moves we've made, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we went from why are we going to do a retail space to let's actually distribute our product and get our brand out there. Yeah. Too many people want to run up into a store or have their own store not realizing that that's a lot of overhead costs. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of expenses that you I mean, really are not for. If it's you're not
2: ready for that, if you don't have the customer base or the support to be able to handle that, then you're – Basically, signing your death note exactly. at that point. I tell people this all the time. It's two things I say about
0: distribution, and I say about restaurants. Uh, restaurants are places where brands go to die, just like Reality TV, And big box retail stores are places where manufacturers or distributors go to die. Because think about it: when you go to Meyer, you ain't paying a premium for nothing. You mm-hmm. you, you you hard pressed. You, you where to sell at? Whatever tissue paper on sale, I'm buying that. Basically. You don't care about no organic tissue that's been you know. Touched by 30 people and laid down, you know what I'm saying? You didn't, you <laughs> don't. Yeah, like that's not what you care about. So, again, when I think about these brands who are like, oh, why don't you want to be in Meijer? I'm like, because guess what? I have a premium product.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we
0: charge, but what y'all just had, this cup of dough, this retails for $7.50. Mm. Y'all gonna wanna pay for this at Meijer? No. I don't retail you ain't like gonna that wanna that pay admirer. for that. Exactly. So, it, it's again, it's about being cool who you are and knowing your identity and
2: understanding what you're doing. Man, I could see this like, because my daughter, she just had a, um, uh, fundraiser. I could see those types of things going well with fundraisers oh, yeah. too, like the oh, yeah. specialty cookies and things like that. Oh, yeah. Because I know you say it has a good shelf life and uh yep, six it to eight weeks for a while. Yep, six to eight okay. weeks refrigerated. So I know something else you guys had pretty cool in your store. You can kind of freestyle it too?
0: Correct. So uh the way our concept, again, back to the concept, the concept is that we have over 15 toppings. We're looking to add about five mm. to ten more within the okay. next week or two that you can actually customize your own cookie dough so there's five bases right there's chocolate chip brownie no chip peanut butter and sugar and okay. then you take those and you add toppings to it so okay. it, it's just again it's just a fresh fresh way of doing it um far too often these cookie dough shops that open up whether you talk about the ones in the suburbs or the one all the way up north you know they're just loading it up with what they think is great and then you come in and you're either buying it or you're not for us, yeah. it's more like you know you be in control of what you're trying to do. You know okay. what I mean. And don't get me wrong, we still got it where you can just buy it as we make it. But uh, yeah. yeah, we definitely want you to be in control. We want you to have an experience. Going back to experience, what experience and what value can you
2: provide somebody? So you got a recommendation for the holiday season? Ooh,
0: I mean, I'll for
2: the special creation.
0: Yeah, I mean, we got eight. We got eight special creations. Um, we okay. got classy cookie dough. Uh, happy birthday, the Northwest Goldberg. Um, chocolate Overload, Peanut Butter Cup, uh, Just One of Those Days, some names like that. So you can imagine, some of them got cake crumble in it, chocolate sauce, caramel sauce, red mm-hmm. velvet, cake crumble, cookie crumble, with cream, uh, sprinkles, gummy bears, hmm. the list goes on. Okay.
2: mini marshmallows. I like it. Yeah. Mm. That's so. Fantastic. So at the end of this holiday season, man, mm-hmm. the Christmas season, so got the wishing that goes around. Yeah. So I'm just curious, what is like, what's a wish that you wish that can be, you know, granted? Honestly, man, you don't have any? No, I mean, I do. Okay, I, say, okay, honestly, okay. I mean, I would say the <laughs> now, big, honestly, man. <laughs> I would say honestly, man. Like, and I know
0: again, this might sound very like, whoa, why are you going there with it? But it's like mm-hmm. I will hope that we as Detroit. Businesses, especially in the food space, really make time for one another and to give back to one another. You know, again, I think that far too often, especially African American owned businesses. We look at each other's competition instead of really looking at each other as a place in the space to really grow and learn from each other. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Big facts. there's no idea under the sun that's new. You know None, what I mean? Apple wasn't new. Okay? okay? Apple mm-hmm. looked at what Nokia did and what look, looked at what Samsung <laughs> did years prior and said, this is how we can make it better. Um, yeah. And I think that that's the same thing in, in black businesses, especially in Detroit, It's just that – Far too often, there's a lot of infighting in regards to, you know, like if, if you buy hypothetically, this is just an example. This is no knock to anybody. Okay. Listen to me clearly. This as just an example. We have edible cookie dough. Somebody else sells cookies. Somebody else sells pie. Trust me. If somebody wants pie, they're going to find you and get pie. If somebody want cookie dough, they're going to find you and get cookie dough. This idea that we can't coexist or we can't help each other or we can't share Trade secrets or or, or basically how-tos just blows my mind, you know? And I'll give you the best example. Right now we're in the winter markets as well, um, and we're with three other businesses, Healthy Roots, Good Cakes and Bakes, and Eli T. And we sell edible cookie dough. Shout out to April Anderson over at Good Cakes and Bakes. And she sells warm cookies. Mm. And I'm not going to lie. When you first hear that, you probably think, like, that's a little bit of cannibalism, right? She's selling warm cookies. Y'all got cookie dough. But I kid y'all not. Anybody who wants edible cookie dough buys our edible cookie dough. Anybody who wants chocolate chip buys a chocolate chip warm cookie. And on top of that, we've had multiple people buy both of them. So okay. guess what? <laughs> what are we talking about here? You know what I'm saying? Like imagine me reaching on table. Why the hell are you selling them my uh, warm cookie when we selling cookie dough? That's 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 crazy. Because guess mm-hmm. what? If I want cookie dough, I probably want a a, a cold. Mm a a a different experience right this is an experience in comparison to a warm cookie so again it goes back to that is why do we have to always be at each other and not really wanting to share so that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping that 2020 brings a whole level of collaboration like no other that you've never seen before you know i'm talking about big brands small brands you know somebody who just started really taking them under your wing you know i'm saying hey Mm -hmm. look this is the pitfalls maybe you don't want to open a store not because i don't want to see you open but because Maybe your your product isn't ready for that, or you're not in a place to do that. And being honest with people, being authentic, man. Authentic relationships breed authentic results.
2: Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up, though. I like that. Well, if
1: I were to make a wish, it would either be for my student loans to be completely wiped or for <laughs> me to get a $1,000 a month just because I need it.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go.
1: So, ma'am, we appreciate you coming on the show. With us here. This is uh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to be working on a way for us to uh, get a collaboration going with you as well and make that the news to use.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking I didn't get a chance to say my wish either, though. So I do want to say, though, my wish is like I want a lot of people in our community to get past that negative mind state. Yeah learn that at the end of the day they kind of control their own mind and as long as they control that they can accomplish anything that's what my main thing i just hate when people get in that gutter and they feel like they can't accomplish nothing and at that point you're your own worst enemy to me for sure so that's my biggest wishes is is for that to kind of go over yeah Okay.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so, too. I
2: think it's
1: important.
0: We're all on the same team. Everybody is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like you only be there when you actually are in it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's another thing, a whole another segue that we could talk about in a later date. But it's like, you know, really working your business, man, and really knowing your business, the ins and outs, you know. far too often people look at this journey of entrepreneurship and think it's easy when I would even argue and say it's it's harder to be an entrepreneur than it is to work for somebody. It is, definitely, I agree I agree,
1: heavy is the crown Heavy is the crown You have a happy new year, happy holiday uh, To everyone here uh, when we return next year, we're going to be doing more refrigerator diaries, more behind the foods, and also giving an opportunity for you to learn more about some of the things we've got going on. We got two cooking classes, uh, one with cooking in Q, one with frame in Hazel Park. Cooking with Q comes up first on Thursday. We'll see you guys there again. Daniel A. Washington with Detroit Dough. You can catch him at, at Eat, uh, sorry, at sign Eat Detroit Dough and also and Novi at the 12 Oaks Mall. Right?
0: Yep, yep, I, right outside of Nordstrom. Right outside and of And The Nordstrom. former just baked.
1: And the former just baked. I was just at the mall yesterday. Yeah, we were there. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> we were there. I, You know, I, I just be looking. I don't like to look at people when I'm being outside in public. I just try to keep going straight. So, Hey. Happy holidays. We'll see you next time on hashtag What's Your RD. Peace.